This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. Are you drinking up? First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Say hi to your mom for me. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. Just a sick world we're living in. Sick people. What's up? Not much. How are you doing? Doing all right. I had a whole week off. I've been running through movies. Like there's uh they're not gonna be there next week. So <laughs> <laughs> I noticed because I had a lot of questions this week and I'd go to the office instant messenger and every day offline, offline, offline. Good. Good. <laughs> I got one more day off. So uh, oh, you see, you're not working tomorrow either. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're but, always uh, off. You never work. <laughs> I've had a lot of days off the last three months. Uh, but this is probably the last one for uh till the beginning of April. Um, so um yeah i don't know uh, <laughs> not much uh we mentioned our last episode we're both on letterboxd so you can follow all of the movies that i've been watching on there <laughs> uh quite a few been to the theater a few times seen some real duds at the at the movie theater and then uh i checked out the godfather on the dolby and uh i don't know if it we insists upon itself <laughs> before but i didn't quite care for the godfather like i didn't hate it but I, I didn't think it lived up for the hype until i saw it on the dolby screen and now now it's like whatever praise you want to give the godfather 100 percent deserved it's all because of those absolute blacks <laughs> the projector really did it for you i don't think that's the word they used in the uh in the movie <laughs> uh, all right well joining us from the wild outback of Australia, the Northern Territory, we have special guest Stuart Balk shaking his head. God damn, you're one swamp fucker. Not from the Northern Territory. Hello. <laughs> Very nice so, to be here. But honestly, people say, oh, thanks for having me. Nice to be here. It really is nice to be here. So, I'm well, we are glad here. to have you. I'm glad we now, found some uh, some people who like us and come on the show and tell us how much they like us. Because <laughs> outside the show, nobody says shit to us about the show. Speaking Let of it... shit, real quick, real quick, Eric, <laughs> if you look at that Norbert poster behind uh, Brett's head, it really looks like a one diarrhea attack away from covering you. <laughs> That's a really badly positioned poster, my friend. He's about to sit on his face. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's like the Eddie Murphy's going, oh, Wolfie, get out of the way, man. <laughs> oh, Although Rasputia is a horribly offensive stereotype, unlike singers, uh, pop star Lizzo, who is exactly <laughs> the same character, but beloved. And the same fucking size as well. He's <laughs> <laughs> got such stupid names these days, these singers. got Lizzo. Local legend Lizzo. She uh, uh, she got her start in Minneapolis. We're just we're just so proud of her. 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Not from here originally, but she uh, nah. sewed her oats here. <laughs> we'll claim anybody who's famous who even spent five minutes in the state of Minnesota. We'll claim them. Sure. All right. So, okay. Let's uh, real quick go off on a bit of a tangent. Save for Prince, who everybody knows is probably the most famous, famous Minnesotian. Is that the term? Minnesotan. Minnesotan. Okay. Close. Who would you have besides Prince? Because I say this because everyone's going to think in Australia, oh, you got Paul Hogan. Well, fuck him. There's we got other people besides him. <laughs> well, are you talking uh, music or actors? Doesn't matter. Doesn't just matter. Famous. Just famous people. I mean, real. I mean, honestly, famous. Not someone who was on 90 Day Fiance and sells farts in a jar. Famous. I don't mean <laughs> like that, that idiot woman, but. Bob Dylan's one of the more famous, yeah. I guess, Minnesotans. Yeah. Uh, the Coen brothers, they're pretty big. Right. Oh, there's plenty of actors that were born here or grew up here. Uh, Julia, uh, I have a brain fart. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Oh, really? Winona Ryder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Vince Vaughn, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, okay, that's pretty cool. Steve's on. Uh, Sean William Scott. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sound. That's the bottom of the barrel being scraped now. John Hawks. Yeah, you really. Yeah, okay. I like John Hawks quite a bit. But how's that? You know John Hawks? No. Character He's actors in Deadwood. I've uh, been in a bunch of films. Right, all right. Deadwood, I'd know for sure. Okay. Yeah, just can't pick the. I can't really uh, remember. Tippy Hedron, there's one for you. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then obviously Melanie Griffith. No, no, not Melanie Griffith. Yeah, she wasn't no. uh, born here. No. Although I just uh, watched a film that she was in, Stormy Monday. It's a British film, her and Sean Bean and Sting and Tommy Lee Jones. And they're running away from the mob and they get, they want to get to Minnesota. They want to get to new Ulm, Minnesota. Why would you want to get the new wall <laughs> of all the so, places? I guess if you don't <laughs> want to be found, new Ulm would be the way, the way to go. It's where Melanie Griffith says she's from, even though it's her in real life, it's where her mom's from, but yeah, it's pretty funny. It was kind of jarring just out of nowhere. Like we got to get to Minnesota, God's country. <laughs> Uh, all right well yeah uh the topic for today is crocodile dundee as we are wrapping up our slate of movies from our youth so figured we get the uh only australian we know on the show to talk about <laughs> crocodile dundee and i was a little worried because uh, going into i don't know how he feels about it now but i know he was dreading this because you at least did hate this fucking movie and I still thought I'd have you on because you can give us so much background on Paul Hogan and everything going on and the, the drama with his uh, second wife, Linda Kozlowski. Give us some background. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just start with uh, the first time we saw this film, we thought of it then, what we thought of it now. Obviously, I saw this movie when I was a kid, but I think this is the earliest memory I have of a live-action film. I think the first movie I saw was Bambi. And like live action wise, there's a couple of very early memories I have. Like I remember watching Moonraker, 
at a really early age. So you went from watching a, a deer being killed to an Australian culture being killed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the the finale, the Paul Hogan walking over everyone's you know shoulders and hands, and that was like that's like one of the okay. earliest memories I have from film. I'll bring it up later. I don't want to throw around the timeline too much, but oh, okay. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I liked it as a kid. And I think it, it held up for me quite a bit. I, I still really like it. But Where's yeah. That leave, that leave button again? Oh, down here. <laughs> it disappears when your mouse is uh, stationary. Brett, I know you didn't see it until yesterday. But last last night thoughts. was my first... Uh, Actually, it was my second attempt to watch it. I, I started it a couple of years ago, uh, but like as soon as I laid on the, on the couch and started it up, I knew I wasn't going to make it through it, so I turned it off after about five minutes. So, <laughs> so last night was my, uh, my first uh, complete viewing of it. And uh, considering this was one of your childhood favorites, I, I was surprised at, uh, I guess, how subdued it is. I was expecting it to be more over the top and cartoonish, but it's, it's pretty straightforward. And uh, a lot of the humor is like specifically just fish out of water stuff. Two, two fish out of water movies. Exactly. In two halves. That's all yep. it is with her in back and then him in New York. And the first so- half isn't that funny. Like there's, there's a few funny things that happen. Uh, but the second half, I, I, I liked a lot better. I thought it was a lot funnier. Uh, but overall, it was just okay. Like, I didn't think it was it was great. It wasn't terrible. But it was not really what I expected. I was expecting more of a, a cartoonish, maybe a little more slapstick stuff. And it's it's just one fish out of water joke after another until we get to the end. Yep. Pretty much. All right, Stu, give us your earliest memory of this. What you thought then, what you think now. All right, so I saw the, did not see this in theaters. The only one I saw in theaters was Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles with my brother and a couple. <laughs> and we just sat there and said, what is he doing? I still have never <laughs> seen that one. It's awful. It's just, yeah. <laughs> so I saw this on VHS because um, it was a big deal when it came here or when it played here. And uh, watched it, thought, wow, this ain't the Paul Hogan I remember as a kid watching him on the Paul Hogan show on TV, which a lot of Amer- Americans would not realize had his own TV show back in the late 70s. About 78, mm-hmm. I think I want to say it started to about 83, 82, 83. So it ran about four or five seasons. And believe it or not, that show was damn funny. It was very, very funny. Which made me think, okay, this is going to be a great film. And I sat there and go, it's, it's not. It's it's not funny. It's just not good. Even just the story. All right. So basically, the it, it goes from one extreme to another. So in the outback, you've got. I've never been to the outback, by the way. So I've never been there. So let me just get that off my on the record. But you've got these. <laughs> Basically, hillbillies in this pub who have, look like they haven't washed for about a week or a month. That's, that's What's not the true. term you taught me for hillbilly redneck? What was it? Bogan? We were talking. No, no, for, for redneck or hillbilly. You taught me a term. I'll have to look it up on Messenger, maybe. 
Oh boy, yeah. yeah I don't was. Bogan, Bogan's fully in a city, or the, the city sort of scumbags. But um, I don't know what the red pen, oh, the redneck one is. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. But they come across as very cartoonish. And it's not, you know, they're all in the pub and they're all dirty and dusty. And and, and I can guarantee you, if that Linda Kozlowski, honestly, is not a good-looking woman. No one watches Sago. She's not good-looking. All she's got is her ass. That's it. That's it. That's all she got is her, a nice ass. But the rest, they would, they all those hillbillies would be all over in that mm-hmm. pub, but they're not. Right. Right. So it just it goes from this very unfunny half. This film is bit literally two halves. It goes from this very very unfunny half where nothing happens. She just comes through there to look out to seek out Mick Dundee. Manages to find him very quickly in the outback, which is fucking huge. It's a <laughs> massive place, but she manages to find him. Which she does again later in New York, but nothing happens. And then he goes over to New York and it's this sweeping cultural, complete difference to uh, what uh, Northern Territory is, Darwin is. And everybody in there just seems like a self obsessed jerk, which I don't know what New York's like. I've only been to an airport there and it wasn't very pleasant. Let me say that much. Sorry to people in New York are listening, but it wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> Um, the both are not but, known for being nice so yeah right right I don't think you're telling any stories out of school okay so it, it goes from you got you got no one's going to sing but you get the pendulum and it swings one way to Australia then it swings right doesn't find a halfway meeting point with the second half he swings right over the other side and it just it feels so un, it really feels like two cobbled together scripts that just don't match you mean this uh, Oscar-nominated script? <laughs> oh, you can buy an Oscar nomination <laughs> even back then. It's no big deal. That's screenplay. Even with Australian dollars, they'll take it. <laughs> and the thing is, as well, it's written. Oh yeah, even the thing is, well, it's written by Hogan and John Cornell, and produced by John Cornell, who uh, was, uh, you know, rest his soul, died last year. But was in the Paul Hogan show as his best mate Strop. Strop was a pisser of a character. But again, there's somebody nobody knows. And John Cornell's a very, very funny man. Also very smart business-wise. Died a fucking multi-multi-millionaire, not just from this film. So to have those two very funny minds of Hogan and Cornell, you think this should be an absolute kick-ass film. And it's just not. It just play it, it go it, it dumbs down to the lowest common denominator. Just in all aspects. And that end bothered me so much. I mean, I don't know if you want to jump to an hour, save it till later. <laughs> oh, I love the end. When she's running barefoot, gets my heart going. <laughs> You're taking the piss, aren't you? Oh, the ending sucked. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> terrible. Okay. So she's then she's, just, she's dating it. both of them, like, together. Oh, she, no, I'll tell you one, what. <laughs> neither that, one cares. <laughs> she is a bitch of the highest order in this film just she's with this rich guy i think his name is rich in the film and then she goes back to dundee then she goes back to rich but just me i would have said i'm out i'll head back to australia thanks (laughs) i can do better than you (laughs) i'll piss off the sydney where there's actually women and not goannas and shit but um yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna chase you 
I actually got a good laugh when they revealed that her dad owned the newspaper. Oh, on that was just of, so on top easy. of her fucking her editor. It's like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. That's just <laughs> so, such an easy right. That's all it is. Like, I, I get it now. I, I understand why she's in the position she's in. So, did you like this movie any better watching it this time than before? Than ah, your worse. Memory worse. of it. Why worse? Why worse? Why worse? Why, why, why worse? <laughs> So what's still you think the only thing Linda's got going for her is her ass? Yeah. That's really? it. Yeah. I looked at her again today. I was watching this film and I said, well, she's she's okay. She ain't spectacular looking. Great side boob. I, I could I could find better looking women women than her in the uh <laughs> 80s going around. Very pretty uh, face, I think. No, that's okay. You know, we all got our own opinions. I, I think someone like uh, Leah Thompson is way better looking than her. Yeah. You got to see that uh, some kind of wonderful. I think I should. I've still not watched it. Never have. Um, saw how the duck. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Leah Thompson. Uh, who was the other one? From Gotcha, Linda Fiorentino as well. Back then, really good looking. Yeah. And you put him up against uh, Linda Kozlowski. She was all right. Nothing flat. Not not ugly, but n- to me, not very appealing. Not, uh, but I mean, Hogue saw and said, Oh, yeah, I want that ass, and I'll dump this fat bird I'm married to with five kids, and <laughs> I'll go marry this one instead. Of course, it cost him a lot of money in the end. His first wife got a shit ton of money out of him for it. So you'd wonder, was it really worth it? But yeah, I, I did not. You're obsessed to look up that fucking word I told you about the rednecks, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I gave up. I just gave up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, could you tell us a little more about Paul Hogan and I guess Linda? Was this like a big story in like Aussie media? Yeah, is, is she just is she the homewrecker or what's the deal yeah, with that? For sure, not favored, not looked down very favorably. Uh, his first wife, Nolene, who he married, I think I think like seventy or seventy-one, very old in the seventies, long before he became. Uh, because Hogs, well, I call him that because that's what we knew him as. So I'm not saying it's a term of affection. It's just I that's what I know him as from TV. Um, got famous on actually a talent show. Kind of like America's Got Talent or Australia's Got Talent, whatever you live in, but as doing stand-up comedy. And then got a little uh, small piece in, was it the Mike Walsh show? I think it was that. It was one of those TV sort of daytime shows. And then uh, then got his own show. And that's when he brought John Cornell on. And um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so she was with him, had four or five, I think five kids to him. Mm. And basically when Kozlowski came along, was pretty much trash in the media as a homewrecker and all the sympathy thrown onto his first wife, Nolene. So yeah, IMDB yeah. says that uh, he married his first wife twice. Really? It says they're married from 58 to 81. And I had five kids, and then they were married from 82 to 89. And they got divorced twice. Yeah, see, people seem to think he, Paul Hogan's only about 60. He's fucking like 80 or 81 years old. He's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he shits dirt. He's that old these <laughs> days. But... Yeah, born in 39. Oh, 39, yeah. was it? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was 30. So, oh, yeah, that would make him 90 if he was born in 30. Yeah, 30. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. He didn't break a big rule. Really. 
He's nearly 40 years old on Australian TV. At least yeah, like 30s. So him and Linda got married right around uh, the same year that Crocodile Dundee 2 came out. And mm. then kind of what happened with them afterwards? I mean, I know that wasn't as big a hit as the first one, but it, it just seems like he disappeared. Like he was doing those Subaru commercials uh, in the U.S. from like the early to mid 90s. He was doing Subaru commercials. But then like he was like nothing else. He did almost an angel back in 91. I think it was 1990 or 91. Lightning Jack, I think, was 94. Yeah, I saw that at the driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he, was a, he was in Flipper in 96. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did that. He did Charlie and Boots, which is a film he did back home. Um, was he still uh, pretty active back home, like in the no. 90s? No, oh, no, he was a tax dodger. Back in the early 2000s, he was a tax dodger. He was literally okay. goading the tax office on TV, come and get me. I was like, oh, this should be fun to watch. <laughs> but, um, they never got him. Cheeky bus, they never got him. I think he settled with them or something, but um, yeah, he had a tax problem for a long time. So um, he was living in the US to evade the Australian tax? Most likely, yeah, most likely. So um, he had to do the... The tourism Australia ad in 2018. Yeah, probably pay back taxes. Yeah, I, I don't know, but um, I mean, I did watch the films he did. I, I watched Crocodile Dundee two because I didn't hate the first one as much then as I do now. I watched the second one. I said, "Well, this is bad. This is you know the drug mafia chasing him all the way back to Australia. It's dumb, just so dumb." It's been a long time since I've seen that one, but that one's pretty much like all in Australia, right? Yeah, majority of it. Yeah, majority. It starts off in New York, but then heads back here. And then I saw the third one at the, at the theaters with <laughs> brother and friends. Saw Lightning Jack at the drive-in. Saw Almost an Angel on uh, videotape. And the only funny thing in that was when he robbed the, the bank dressed as Rod Stewart, but that was an old skit he did on TV anyway back in the early 80s. So it was just rehash of that. So, yeah, Flipper as well. I, I watched 10 minutes um, when I was on holiday in Queensland. They had a free preview thingy. You get 10 minutes of the first film. So I said, oh, I'll watch Flipper. I said, that, that'll do. I'm not, gonna, I'm not paying for the rest of this shit movie. First 10 minutes will do me. And that was, that was it. Yeah, that was that's all I think I've seen of his. Never saw Charlie and Boots. Never saw what's some other ones. Reel them out. What he's done. Uh, I mean, he's got he's only got fourteen acting credits, and we named most of them. Uh, Strange Bedfellows. Do we? Oh do we yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, never saw it. I know of it. He had a TV movie in '98 called uh, Floating Away. Oh, if only he did. Yeah, never saw it. <laughs> And then uh, in 2018, he had something called That's Not My Dog, where he played Paul. And then uh, in 2020, he had uh, The Very Excellent Mr. Dundee, where he played Paul. Oh, God. I, I, I started watching that on Netflix. I saw about half an hour of that. So, and, um, <laughs> actually, I tell you what, that was actually more, it was easier to sit through. I didn't say it was good or funny, but it was easier to sit through than what this was. Which Is, is that like some kind of like meta thing where it's like, He's playing himself yeah. in a post-Crocodile yeah. Dundee world. Yeah. Okay. 
It's called a uh, cash grab. That's what it is. Because <laughs> no one cared. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I right. can't think of any film that's gone to Netflix that's really made big, but I mean, or, or made a splash for itself as a in a claim film. Yeah, you, know, you got some like uh, what Borat sequel? Where the hell was that? Do you even get that on home video? That was on so. uh, Prime. That was a uh, ninety-minute. Oh, that was a that was a ninety-minute campaign ad, uh, anti-Trump <laughs> campaign ad. But, uh, For real, it was. It was. It was fucking awful. It was so bad. So it's basically it's, irrelevant now. It, the whole thing's just. It is, and they yeah. they even said they rushed it out so they could get it out before the election because it was specifically to get the anti-Trump sentiment. Yeah. Let's go through the details here. Crocodile Dundee from 1986, the year of my birth, directed by Peter. How can this be a movie of your youth if you were born the same year as this? Yeah, because you watch it. You don't. I mean, just because I didn't see in the theater. It's movies we watched as as kids, you know. What's the age gap between you and your brothers? Basically three years, like uh, middle brother Jeff is about three and a half years older. Oldest brother is about six years older. Okay. I think because of that, I think you got exposed to more older movies than I did when I was young, because me and my brother are closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume since you had older brothers, you got brothers old enough to see these movies, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of tagged along, whereas I didn't have that. Which Well, then, yeah, I mean, yeah, this was PG, so it was, you know, fun for the whole family, and I remember so like my dad really liking this. I remember the, like them renting this and us watching it as a family. And then we watched it on TV. IMDb says PG-13, so. Oh, my DVD says PG. Interesting. I think it was rated M when it got here, which is the equivalent to the PG-13 in America. But there's M and then there's rated M. Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go look at my DVD quick. Yeah, I'm looking at the parents guide on IMDb and it just says PG-13 for uh, United States. That's interesting. Where did No Holds Barred get? Is that a PG-13? What's that? Which one? No, No Holds Barred. <laughs> That's a PG-13. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> what, what's, a, what's a better film, No Holds Barred or Suburban Commando? <laughs> uh, no Holds Barred. Oh, really? Yeah. Suburban Commando is, oh, God. I, I used to watch that as a kid. That's a that's a stay tuned. <laughs> I had a VHS. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. We must have recorded No Holds Barred off of TV, and I would watch that a lot. Suburban Commando, I watched once or twice as a kid, and I tried watching it a few years back, and I I couldn't even get into it. It was so. Bad. How far how far did you get with uh, Santa with muscles? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I think I shut that one off. Yeah. Either that or I took a nap during it. I forget. But that one was, uh, that might be the worst movie I've ever seen. You know, it's the best thing Hulk Hogan's done in ages was Hogan Knows Best. I really enjoyed that show, actually. <laughs> I used to watch that. Yeah, that yeah, was interesting. I really enjoyed it. I'm pissed off I didn't get the fucking set, the DVD set, because I, I like to collect some of those. Like, one of my favorites is Strange Love with Flavor Flavor and Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> that show is so fucked up. You need to take acid to enjoy that thing. <laughs> see, see, I got... I just signed up for Paramount Plus, and I'm just like, can you please put some of them VHS shows on, or VH1 shows on there, like, like Strange mm. Love and Hogan Knows Best, and 
the surreal life like put those on fucking paramount plus for me i don't yeah. watch i don't want to watch drag race like, what the fuck let me watch some of these shows in my youth yeah and they had the hogan knows best dvd for two bucks the entire set i didn't pick it up oh, although man. i did get the um i got the uh brett michaels rock of love complete fucking three season set five bucks the brand unique oh, man. Like, i couldn't lower yeah, myself everything- I, I couldn't felt, lower I, myself to watch Brett Michaels' show. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I mean, I don't care much for Poison or Posen, whatever you want to call them. But, um, yeah, some of, some of the chicks in that film show are fucking nice. Really I did nice. like uh, I did like that the winner was his rock and roll girlfriend. <laughs> like, that was the prize. <laughs> it was like, basically, you're my side piece when I go on the road. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Stay here and keep it warm. That's pretty much all she was going to be yeah i loved flavor of love and that was yeah, yeah i've got that's and then was, i love yeah. new york one and two. Oh, i couldn't stand her oh i hated that one. i watched so that you were a hoops guy huh you're all about hoops yeah. hoops <laughs> the hell's that hoops was the uh winner of flavor of love over new york oh right right yeah uh, what season like she dated Shaq, right i think maybe I just remember one of the girls pooped on the carpet when they were doing Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I found my DVD, and it, it does say PG-13. It says Canadian PG. That's where I saw it. It oh, says 97 minutes, but U.S. PG-13, Canadian PG. Canadians you know what would be are... worth it? You know what would know be good to have on the shelf, just for the sake of it? The Canadian <laughs> DVD release of Convoy. Just for the irony of the title, that's all. <laughs> honk, honk. I heard there's yeah. phantom honks out there now. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my thoughts and prayers to everybody experiencing the phantom honks. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go through the cast here. We got Paul Hogan as Mick Crocodile Dundee. Linda Kozlowski as Sue Charlton. John Milan. Is that how you say it? Million. Stu? Million. Million. Yeah. Yeah. It's Walter Riley. Wally. Fine actor, John Million. Legend back here he is. Very, very well known. David uh, Gopili. <laughs> <laughs> no, go- say it again. Gopilil. Gopilil. Oh. Coppola, there you go. He got the third okay. time. He died as well last year. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Richie Singer is Khan. Sorry, I said uh, David. <laughs> I'm not going to say his last name again, but he plays Neville Bell, his uh, uh, the Aborigine friend of Crocodile Dundee. He, he might have had the funniest parts of the first half of the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Definitely. It was a dumb. It was a dumb joke, but it was the funniest part of the first part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maggie Blinko as Ida. Steve Rackman as Dunk. Steve Rackman and anything else? You recognize him, Stu? Nah. I see he's in all three Dundee films. No, a good friend of uh, Hugs and Strop, obviously. Some film named Turkey Shoot. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> bad. That film is so bad. David Brax as Bert. He's the Rue shooter. Yeah, extra. Mark Blum is Richard Mason. Horrible. 
Horrible. Mike, horrible. Michael Lombard is Sam Charlton. There's no one of note in this film, Eric, at all. Reginald Bell Johnson? Are you shitting me, Stu? There you go. There's a <laughs> name Gus? we need to recognize. <laughs> Carl Winslow. <laughs> you didn't want did you guys get family matters on there yeah of course we did you, you don't respect <laughs> carl winslow don't care because all about <laughs> urkel that's all it was i mean who cared about the rest <laughs> uh, john snyder's the pimp i think that'll do it i'll see anyone else of note synopsis an american reporter goes to the australian outback to meet an eccentric crocodile poacher and invites him to New York City. So, Stu, could you tell us a little bit about like the real life Crocodile Dundee that this is slightly based on? Yeah, me. <laughs> I'm more of a figure redneck. Who's never been to the bush? <laughs> Don't have to be. Don't have to be. Stu's a real bushwhacker down there. <laughs> I will give an interesting tidbit about this film, though, and this is true. Back in, I want to say about 80. 7 or 88 there was a midget who went to the uh, tabloids and by the tabloids I mean titty magazine the people magazine uh, which is basically a, a titty mag with stories peppered through to give it some sort of uh, sale ability on the, on the stands <laughs> and said that uh, he was bashed and drugged by Paul Hogan and John Cornell and his crocodile Dundee script stolen from him and he wanted $20 million or something. In, in, uh, he was suing him for $20 million or some shit. That's a true story. That's great. Did yeah. he get it? No. Judge probably looked at him and said, get out of here, little cunt. <laughs> get in a fucking <laughs> a waste of my time. Stand up but and yeah. talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Get off your knees, little man. Get up and talk to me. Stop begging. Oh, you are standing up. Shit. Sorry about that. So apparently, Mick Dundee is slightly based off of Rod Ansel. Is that how you pronounce it? No, I'm not familiar with his name, honestly. Okay, Rod Ansel. He was uh, born in 54, lived from 54 to 99, was an Australian cattle grazer and uh, buffalo hunter. Became famous in 77. After he was yeah. stranded in an extremely remote country in the Northern Territory. And the story of his survival for 56 days with limited supplies became news headlines around the world. No, I'm unfamiliar with that. Mm. Truthfully. Yeah. Might have been a bit young when that story broke, but I mean, I haven't heard about it since, you know, in subsequent years afterwards. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. That's what I was uh, going to ask. Like, yeah. Uh, how tall From Mergen, Mergen, <laughs> Queensland, and uh, so yeah. So Eric, 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 it's it's not this. This is not a criticism of you, but Americans tend to say Queensland. It's Queensland. Is it's it? spelled yeah. It's we say <laughs> Queensland, even though it's okay. not broken up into two words like Queensland. Yeah, America. I had plenty of my other American friends say Queensland. Does it? It's Queensland. Because so. I always think I'm good with my Australian because I know to say Melbourne instead of Melbourne, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> ever say Melbourne because you're uh, <laughs> treading some hot water there. But Melbourne, yeah. So, yeah, it says uh, his motorboat capsized and sunk by something big. Uh, he sensationally claimed it was a whale. 
Um, no one knew where to find him. He managed to board his tender, which is a small dinghy with only a single oar and retrieve his two eight-week-old bull terriers and a small amount of equipment. Uh, but with no fresh water, he was in a perilous situation, stranded almost 200 kilometers from the nearest permanent human settlement. And one of his dogs had a broken leg. But the story goes yeah, on and old, on, and I don't want to get into it. But there's, there's an old story, old saying we have here, saying uh, which goes, "Never let the truth get in the way of a good story." <laughs> I'm not believing a word of that shit for a second. <laughs> that is, I'm not believing it for a second. Just like the uh, story that uh, Wally is telling Sue when she gets there. Right. So tell me, what's the uh, sideshow all about? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's just the boys having fun oh, and games. You see, Donks never spilled a drop. We're a pretty tough breed up here. You know? mm-hmm. And you're Mr. Dundee, does he? No, 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 no. He's very reserved. He's a legend up here. I mean, there he was out there doing a quiet spot of fishing when all of a sudden, bang! This giant crocodile came up, turned him over, bit half his leg off, dragged him down under. Killed it, of course. I mean, any normal man would have just turned up his toes and died. But uh, not our mate. <laughs> no. Hundreds of miles, snake-infested swamps on his hands and knees. He crawled right into Catherine. Straight past the hospital and into the first pub for a beer. <laughs> that story's getting better every time you tell it, Wally. <laughs> Gets better every time he tells it. Yeah. I don't do accents. So. so, Stu, do you, uh, back in your drinking days, would you put a, a mug of beer on your head and let people punch you in the gut? No. <laughs> no, you let them kiss. I'd punch them and take their beer. <laughs> Tough breed there in Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you this: They make allegations in the pub about him mm. being a a poacher, crocodile poacher. So what's the deal with poaching crocodiles? You can't kill them at all, or what are they killed for? Like, mate, mate. I mean, do they sell the their hides? Can they get croc boots or what? Oh, they they'd sell them for their skins, obviously, uh, for boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 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 they make they oh. make shoes for Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they do sell crocodile pies, which I I may or may not have eaten. I'm not saying. Um, so is the meat good at all, or is it like a delicacy? Uh, well, I may or may not have eaten it, like I said, but from what my uh, friends tell me, it's a, it's a white gamey sort of meat. You okay. can't, you, you've got to really sort of um, put it into sort of like a gravy mix. So my friends tell me. You know, that. <laughs> so it's like it's a protected species where you can't eat it or kill it? Well, no, because I mean, this. Well, my friends did buy this in a, uh, a general pie store, so... Mm-hmm. But you don't have pies over there, do you? No, like meat pies. the pies we have have uh, fruit in them and they're sugary treats no. and whatnot. And... No, 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 no. <laughs> or, the, or it's chicken pot pie. Only two kinds of pies here. 
shit we can put pot we can make anything out of pies we can get fucking, well i forgot uh, i forgot about hair pie but that's that's about it oh oh that's my favorite man <laughs> ginger um, and it's all good <laughs> okay so they're saying that uh hogan's a poacher right and i guess he is but he kind of changes his ways i guess was <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, sort of, the real poaching problem that they have here in this country is abalone poaching um crocodile poaching not really much of an issue or uh, something that goes on not that i know of then again i'm you know geographically i'm down the southern hemisphere and northern territories right the way the hell up north way the hell up north so i'm at the opposite end of the country what's an abalone it's a it's a seafood thing uh it's hard to say it it, it is it lives in the sea it's not an oyster. It's not clams, but something similar to that. I mean, I've had it a couple of times, but it's not cheap. And um, yeah, but that's a problem. Abalone poaching is a big problem here. It's usually done by uh, sort of foreign uh, poachers. I, th- I thought it was a cheap, low-grade deli meat. The, 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 that's, yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, is, that is one. <laughs> Unfortunately, the same name, but it's abalone. Not... Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just said ah, uh, baloney. <laughs> You're um, not talking about the my, same thing. In my same Australian drawl, ah, uh, baloney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what about kangaroos, though? So, speaking of Wally, I mm. remember him um, from the film *Wake and Fright*, which is which was originally titled *Outback*. Is it still mm. called Outback in Australia? No. Always been Wake and Fright. Okay. Yeah. But I remember him uh, in there. And yeah. obviously, um, we did an episode on it uh, a few years ago. I remember learning that Ted Kotcheff directed it. And he was a big animal rights activist. Mm. And he filmed real poachers poaching kangaroos. Because at the time, it was kind of, nobody really gave a shit. And mm. he, I guess he, I don't know if he credited himself or he's been credited, but he kind of helped uh, stopped kangaroo poaching, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why you can go into the supermarket and you can buy kangaroo meat anywhere. Okay. Really? I didn't think you guys really ate that shit because I heard it tastes like dung. No, not at all. It's nice. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's just the way that Donald Pleasance described it in <laughs> Wake and Fright. <laughs> It tastes like dung. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but he's used to fish and chips and mushy pizza. What the fuck would he bring <laughs> for me? So do they do they farm kangaroo or is it all wild? Uh, wild all wild. You, there are. They're primarily they're wild because you have to understand they're not in every suburb. Like I don't go out my front door and they're there. You have to go to saw sort of on the outskirts and I'll name suburbs, but none of these are known. Like you go out past Hearst Bridge, like King Lake way, you go around the back streets, sort of the out East. And you go past uh, you the go, Mad Max police station. That's in Williamstown. Yeah. I drove, <laughs> drove past it quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Old halls of justice. But, um, mm-hmm. but there's, um, there is a big problem with them and they do need to be culled. So, um, but there's also ones that you keep, uh, that they keep in sanctuaries 
you know, for visiting for animals and all that, which are not wild. And you can go up to them, you can, you know, feed them and pat them. And But if you try and feed one out in those areas, you know, bye-bye, baby, you ain't coming back because those things are monsters. I mean, people, just need, people don't understand how big they are. Absolutely massive. And when they get up on their hind legs, God. Yeah. yeah. Scary, scary looking creatures. There is a show on uh, Spike TV back in the day called uh, Urban Tarzan. Where it was <laughs> this guy would go around and he'd wrangle like exotic animals that were getting out of control. And there was an episode where somebody had a kangaroo in their backyard and it was pissed. It was getting mad and mm. like, like he almost had a fight and he's like, man, I don't want to fight it because they'll fucking eviscerate you with their, their oh, claws. Their claws, their strength. Just, uh, I mean, they weigh a lot. You get the average roo, they're probably about 200 kilos. So what's that, about nearly five, 450 pounds? That's yeah, a lot. And I think it was taller than the urban Tarzan guy too. Like, Yeah. It was a fully grown kangaroo. They're about nearly seven foot in their hind legs. Yeah, I forget how they got him out there. I, I don't know if they they just gave him some food and uh, got his attention diverted, and then got a, a leash on him or what. But uh, he got him out of there. Jeez, uh, mm, it may have been staged. I don't know. It's hard to tell with some of those Spike TV reality shows. Yeah, Spike TV best show ever. Off that one was one called um, Disorderly Conduct. I think it was. Remember that one? No. It was two seasons. It was narrated by Robert Patrick. And it was just um, police cam, like car chase footage, them chasing, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there are a few different shows like that where they would just do police police videos with voiceovers and shit. And and they had that Robert Patrick, he'd be, this car in Austin, Texas, just ran a red light and had this really loud, obnoxious <laughs> metal music thumping in the background. <laughs> it would be like helicopter uh, footage of police chases and stuff. And yeah, it was like cops, but uh, but not live. More extreme than cops. Yeah, yeah good show. Like... I really enjoyed it quite a bit. I can't find it nowhere though. I want to see it again. You see some of those pranks, like those accidents. You think <laughs> some sixteen-year-old kid stole a car in Dallas. And he ran a red, and this this fucking eighteen wheel truck just smashed him. And the kid just walked out of the car. I thought, oh, fuck, are you still alive, man? <laughs> Unreal. They had anyway, some good shows. Yeah, they oh had some yeah, good shows on Spike TV when it was uh, the network for men, and uh, now it's not that. It doesn't even exist anymore. It's the the Paramount Network now. Oh boy. So now we get to see reruns of uh, Indiana Jones, and <laughs> I don't even watch it. Yeah. Uh, Yellowstone's on there, but uh... yeah. speaking of which, they I... just wrapped filming on Indy Five. <laughs> oh, did they get Harrison Ford out of the hospital to do it? His <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indy's oh, still gonna have that studded earring at eighty-two years old. Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> it's gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> I hope, I hope they give him a septum ring. You know, that's the that's the style of the day. That's what all the kids are doing. Yeah, you guys all tribal. Well, supposedly it, it deals with time travel, so it's going to be going back in time. So they're going to have to de-age Harrison Ford. So I can only surmise that half the movie is going to look like that awful scene from The Irishman where 
De Niro's kicking the shit out of that guy in front of his store. I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's it's very it's very easy to see. That's just like a mid eighty, a guy in his mid eighties trying to kick somebody on the ground. <laughs> Indy's gonna go back to nineteen eighty one and tell uh, his alternate Harrison Ford, "Don't do this Blade Runner film. As good as it is, it'll curse you forever." <laughs> Which we all know is the best film Harrison Ford's ever done. Screw you, Star Wars. Yeah, uh, let's see. I still say that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is more entertaining. I'd watch that over Blade Runner, but I do love Blade Runner. Mm. Yeah. Love the sequel as well. I've not seen it. I do own it. I've got the 3D mm. version actually on Blu-ray. I'm not, just, I don't know. I've sat there and thought, I don't know if I can sit through two hours and 40 minutes of this film, but I've just heard from everyone. It's it's unreal. It's worth watching. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot quicker paced than the first Blade Runner. Mm. Blade Runner is shorter, but yeah, depends a little bit on which cut you watch, but they're all shorter. I I didn't think that uh, final cut of Blade Runner would be the best one, but when I watched it, I go, yeah, this is the this is the Finley version. I've never watched the theatrical, which I think yeah, would I change my opinion. I don't know if I'd like it more or not, but it has that narration. Now that's kind of like a different perspective. Yeah, watching Blade yeah. Runner with narration, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the narration to me is fine. It's not the version I'd reach for, but it's not one mm-hmm. I would not watch. It's I think it was Christopher Nolan or somebody else. I saw an article last week saying that well, the theatrical cut of Blade Runner is the definitive cut. He goes, it has some flaws, but it's the best version. Yeah, the final cut's good. It's got some um, special effects flaws in there that have been fixed in the final cut, which I think is better. Yeah. The one with that woman, uh, Joanne, I forgot the actress's name, goes for that glass thing. And when you see it on the theatrical, it ain't her. You can tell that face. It's it's not her. But they fixed up in the final cut. Going back to The Godfather, what uh, Wolfie was saying before. See, for me, when uh, James Khan throws that punch and it's about that far away from hitting that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I noticed it. that. I noticed that big time. Yeah. And then he then he fucking stiffs him with the garbage can. I was like, well, if you're gonna do that with the garbage can, why don't you just fucking uh you know learn to throw a a punch better? Which reminds me of the ending of this film, which I had big problems with. I sat there going, why? Which I'll get into later, or we can all get into because obviously Brett (laughs) has the same problems with as I do. Uh one problem I did have with this film. And I'm sorry, Eric, I'll get back to you in a sec. That's fine. When Mick Dundee's on in New York on horseback with the police officer, which would never happen. Why? Why is the cop <laughs> giving his knife back? Why does the cop give the knife back? Oh, I suppose uh, maybe at the time you were allowed a knife. I don't know. Seems like it wouldn't be yeah. a knife that big. Yeah, I don't know if there were uh, laws against knives. I think the only laws against knives at that time was probably switchblades. Those have been illegal for a long time. But the so switchblades illegal, <laughs> but one that's the size of a house is okay. Mm-hmm. You'll get back to a, a foreigner who you don't know, who you can't trace, trace any sort of history on him because he has none. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of dumb but, laws here. Well, it's a hunting <laughs> knife, so I mean that's that's a knife okay. specifically for hunt? hunting. <laughs> Right. What, are you, what are you going to hunt in the heart of New York City? What are you going to hunt besides people? 
I don't know. Is that for the cop to say? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think um, the box cutter is basically the same thing as a switchblade. The box cutters are fine to carry around. Maybe not okay. now after 9-11, but well, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Nope. Somebody froze. Maybe I froze. I lost connection, but I, I'm back with you guys now. You can all hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stu, okay. Stu had a problem with them uh, looking at the bidet and not knowing what it was. But uh, it was at the hotel when they were checking in. So, mm. well, he's never been to a city. So, how is he supposed to know? Because he's in the bathroom monkeying with that stuff and she's writing down her phone number and stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go to my own apartment. I'll, I'll leave you here. Get a back blown out by some guy. <laughs> by Richard. <laughs> nah, he's too much of a soy to do that. <laughs> he's a chest beating idiot. That's all that guy is. I mean, she seemed, she seemed like she was just hooking up with every guy that she came in contact with. <laughs> yeah, well, how much that is about the real Linda Kozlowski, who knows? <laughs> well, I'm sure she uh, made off of some money when they divorced uh, a few years oh, back. Oh, he did all right. <laughs> she threw that kid out and said, let's go, Paul. Uh, you can dodge taxes, but you can't dodge Linda. Huh? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dodge the tax, but you can't dodge the veg, man. That's it. <laughs> the veg don't lie. All right. So we'll go briefly over the storyline, but we'll jump ahead to when she's with him in the bush. They're on Never Never Safaris. That's the name of the uh, safari business that they uh, co own and co run, I guess, Wally and Crocodile Dundee. But uh, there's a, so there's a big water buffalo, I believe, in the middle of the road. It's kind of blocking the, yeah, right. blocking the road. Yeah. So yeah, Hogan gets come. out and he does that hand thing, like the hook of horns, basically. Um, so I bring no, that up because it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Don't ask. <laughs> it's not real. It was a because... ancient Aborigine uh, mind trick or whatever we <laughs> called it. <laughs> Mel Gibson does it in at least one, if not two, movies. His mouth's off his but, face and he's nuts. That's why. Because I thought maybe it's an Aussie thing. Well, actually, it does work when you go to a club and you see a, a woman and you just go, <laughs> wave a drink and you do that. And there you go. <laughs> now, nowadays, they call it the Cosby. <laughs> Australian fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bill. I mean, geez, when Cosby got out of prison, he did he did that. Uh, hurry, hurry, hurry! You can get out of jail. That's the best troll of 2020. I think that video of him going into prison when he was like chucking it. Uh, well, he was he was like uh, dipping and diving to like he was dodging somebody. Like like he was. I don't even know how to describe it, but autograph hunters. Yes, he was. Going in to slam, man. <laughs> Did you uh hear our Meteor Man episode? Not yet. Okay. So we talked about Bill Cosby in there, but I made sure that I, I specified at the end it was allegedly a rapist because he technically won on appeal, so <laughs> he's not a convicted <laughs> rapist anymore. He won on uh <laughs> what was it, statutes of limitations or something? Or well, it was the a lot of the evidence they used was 
from uh, depositions and whatnot. I think that were under seal. So they said, oh, like, okay. okay, you can't use this, which I don't understand how the judge allowed it in the first place if it was that easy to overturn. They wanted a scalp. That's why I so just got Bill Cosby's. And that, that Janice Dickinson, Dickinson, she didn't help matters. She just, she probably got him out in the end. Well, it was like the last accuser that they could uh, prosecute him for because everything else was too old. So they're like, we got to get him with this one because we can't, we, we can't try him on any of these other accusations. See, if I was a judge, I would have said, I'm not, I'm not jailing Fat Albert. <laughs> Throw it out of court. I'm not jailing Fat Albert. He brought me too much joy as a kid. So no, case dismissed. And the other good Bill Cosby film is uh, Mother Jugs and Speed. That's a good one to watch. I like that one a lot. Never seen it. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard of that one. No. Oh, you haven't heard of it? With um, Raquel Welsh, I think it is. That one he did with uh, Sidney Poitier. They were talking on... Uh, there's that uh, Showtime documentary. have been watching that. And they, they mentioned oh, uh, a bunch of stuff from the 70s with Sidney Poitier. Yeah, Uptown Saturday Night. Let's do it again. I think there was a third one as well. That, yeah, uh, I think there were three. Yeah. But, um, but, it, but it was before he got like into sitcoms and stuff. He was, mm. he was doing a bunch of different genre pictures. Yeah, black exploitation stuff. He was doing some of that. But more of the comedic ones, more than the uh, action-based ones. And um, no, no, Check out uh, Mother Jugs and Speed. It's a good film. I enjoy it. I can't remember the life music. Is it Larry Hagman? Um, someone have to look it up. Bill Cosby and I think it's Raquel Welsh. Anyway. Yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah, Raquel Welch, uh, Harvey Keitel. That's yeah. Larry Hagman. Yep. Yeah, Harvey Keitel. That's right. Yeah, Larry Hagman. Yeah, I thought he was in it. Dick Butkus is in there. Yeah, it's quite the uh, quite the cast. Good flick. It's one uh, one that might hit the MMC, I think, one day. Nice. We'll see, we'll see. All right, well, let's get to the best part of the movie. It's <laughs> can we talk about just one more thing on that water buffalo? What was mm. the point of him putting it to sleep? It was still laying across the fucking road. <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that. <laughs> it's just to prove a strange that magical powers, supposedly. They just so- cut to the next scene. It's just like, okay, here he can put things to sleep. This will come in uh, handy later in the movie. And uh, yeah, Bill Cosby could use thing. that. <laughs> on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, so what's the best part? Her ass? Uh, Linda, uh, about ready to jump in for a swim when she's attacked by a crocodile that's where hugs fell in love one. Yep. <laughs> cottage cheese ass thing i got back home fuck off I'll take this one. <laughs> uh incredible body i was i was always taken aback i was, I was surprised and i didn't remember i mean you know when you're about three four years old watching this for the first time i don't think you really realize how special the ass it is until later in life you have to you have to learn to appreciate something like that. I feel like it goes on for a week. You look at it just like <laughs> it just goes on, but not in a bad way. It just goes on. like. <laughs> yeah, it's really helped by that 80s cut uh, one-piece swimsuit. Yes. But that goes really high. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, incredible body on that uh, Linda Kozlowski. She didn't age very well. Though. Oh, really? Uh, now, if you look at uh, 
previous picks, she's uh, she's okay. She, I mean, she hasn't gone down the shitter like Shelly Duvall. I mean, nothing's <laughs> as bad as that. <laughs> Is uh, Hogan with anybody new these days? Um, Have you seen anyone? I don't know. I'm not his bi. Yeah, I'm not his biographer, uh, Eric. I couldn't tell you. No, honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know, know if it was in the media. I thought, well, maybe he's, you know, nah, he's having fun with like some thirty year old. He's eighty two years old. He's like he's, he's eighty two, like, man. He's yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Clint just got divorced for the last time when he was about uh, eighty nine or so. Clint, Clint can do what he wants, so he's like, get out of here. <laughs> I, I remember Clint's family had a reality show, but he never showed up on it. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. just like he wasn't there. Like they were married and they like they had kids in the house, or I don't know if they were his kids or well, her, her name was Linda or, too, wasn't it? Uh, Clint's uh, last wife? No, Dana, uh, Dina, right? I don't remember, but like Clint just wasn't in the house ever. Like I don't, I don't know where he was if he had his own house or what. But I, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, uh, what he's um. What he's uh, doing, or who he's with, I don't know. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Can we talk yeah. about in this movie how she got to this scene when she was so offended that he said that a woman couldn't survive on her own, that she had to go and try to prove him wrong, when her whole <laughs> point of being there was to interview this guy and, and learn about him. She's like, fuck you. I'm leaving you behind. And uh, and she it's gets herself in trouble, uh, obviously. It's called um, don't piss off a woman because they have to be <laughs> proven right. Anyway, well, she's she's like, you got to have opinions on uh, on world affairs and shit. He's not going to have an opinion. He doesn't care. He's worried about where his buddy next meal's coming from and how to survive in the outback. Well, that's that's what he said, and uh, she's like, oh, you got to have uh, you got to have opinions. No. <laughs> No, I don't. You got to remember, Brett. This film was a it was a post nine to five movie. Okay, <laughs> this is a lot of women's lib coming up in the eighties. Here, she's she's a journalist. She's like the she's like the Diane Sawyer of her uh, of the New York Times, basically. She's a journalist whose dad runs the paper and whose editor <laughs> she's fucking. <laughs> and she's the biggest catch in New York City, apparently. Which uh, I'm not buying that. Mm-hmm. You can click on your little link I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Linda, woof. It's called the wall. <laughs> the wall is undefeated. No woman uh. can escape the wall. <laughs> All right. Um, so he saves her from the crocodile. Oh, I, I, I forgot to mention this. Um, I thought it was nice of the Aborigines to uh, write a song for Linda and Serenader. Sue, Sue. Is that what that was? No, nope, they were just uh, chanting the name over and over. I just liked when his, uh, his friend showed up in blue jeans and a, a gold watch. <laughs> <laughs> he was a city boy. <laughs> but he still got the, the face and body paint on. So, uh-huh. And then he like runs into a tree when he runs away or whatever. Like You hear it in the, in the off screen. Or he falls down. I can't. I hate the bush. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick, you frightened shit out of me. So I ought to make sneaking up on a man when he's rendering first aid to a lady. Uh, is that what you were doing? 
Oh, it's all right. It's a mate of mine, Neville Bell. Sue Charlton. Good day, Sue. And what are you doing wandering around out here in the scrub, Ned? I'm on my way to Crabbery over at the Gabba. It's bloody drag. But still, my dad get angry if I don't show up. See, Neb's a real city boy, but his dad's a tribal elder. Oh, no, you can't take my photograph. Oh, I'm sorry. You believe it'll take your spirit away? No, you got a lens cap on. <laughs> Cracky. Mick, I better get going. Nice to meet you, Sue. Bye, Neb. I'll catch up to you, Neb. What's happening? I better go with Nev and have a chat to the pit and jar. Ah, uh, can I come? Oh, no way. No women are strictly taboo at these turnouts. How does he find his way in the dark? He thinks his way. A lot of people believe that they're telepathic. Oh, God, I hate the bush. <sighs> so was, uh... Uh, Stu, that actor that played the Aborigine, uh, David Gopalo, was he in a lot of Aussie media? Yeah, yeah a lot. Yeah, very. Was he on Hogan's show? Uh, don't recall seeing him. I mean, like, were they was... friends before this movie, or? Oh, he they would have known of him. Yeah, they would have known of him. I'm sure they would have crossed paths throughout the years. David Gopalo is very, very famous. He did films. Uh, did Walkabout. He did. Um, Storm Boy, which is a very big popular film here from the mid 70s, you know, children's movie, yeah, it's a whole bunch of other things. Okay, he did one as well called uh, The Tracker, done by Rolf de Heer, which got some sort of international uh acclaim back in the 20, 2010s, I think it was. But yeah, he was very, very, um, very well known here. Yeah, I remember he was in The Leftovers, is what I, I know him from. Oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in two episodes of uh, I think the last season of Leftovers. Wow, he was in the movie Australia, so uh, certified <laughs> Australian, which is not a true in Australian movies. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I don't think I've heard anyone speak glowingly of it. No, it's, it's yeah, a Basil real. Ehrman film, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I've never seen it. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman. I mean, when you think Australia, that's who you think of. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. Come to Melbourne that's... one night on a Friday night. You want to see Australia. That's the real Australia. Or Sydney in this major cities. Go to King's Cross and see in Sydney on a Friday or Saturday night. There's Australia for you. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, that Baz Luhrmann film, Australia is not Australia. Watch one made by John Lamond, an Australian filmmaker who passed away, called Australia After Dark from 73. There's the real Australia right there. Well, I thought Wake and Freight was the real Australia. Or is that just the Yaba? Yeah, yeah, just that. All right. Well, uh, I think we can pick up where she's going to take Mick to New York City. Why? What was the point? <laughs> Because he's never been to a city, and uh, okay, so he's really he's a two or three hour flight from uh, his northern territory. He's probably about a three hour flight from Brisbane, major city. Probably about a six hour flight to Sydney, 
what, why, or another say eight hours to Melbourne? What, why is he going to New York? I don't know to add to the story because <laughs> she's from New York. I guess because she knows it, she knows the city, so it's like the reverse. Like he knows the outback, and mm-hmm. she's gonna be the guide in the city, even though she leaves him to be by himself the entire time he's, he's there. He's most of the film is like, what a bitch, really. <laughs> yeah, I think some of his, you know, he saves her life, and she's a little titillated, and you know, she while well, she was gonna make out with him, and then who interrupts it again? Was it Wally? Yeah, but um, yeah, she's like, why don't you come to New York? And I think she's using the the story as an excuse. But then, like you guys say, she's kind of a bitch. She dating two guys. Like as soon as like they get to the airport, she kind of like leaves him by himself, basically. <laughs> and like he gets held up in customs and then she just runs off to uh, Richard's arms. I and- re- really did not like her character. I thought it was just poorly written. Like right in front of uh, of Mick too. Like she's just mm-hmm. making out with this other dude. Like just one day after they were gonna make out, just like that, yeah. she just turns on him. And it makes you not sympathetic towards the end for her. You sit there and you go, "Well, you you left him basically on his own in a major city, which he had no idea what he was doing, among seven million people. Why should we give a shit about you now?" wanting to be what's why right. why do we care that's why she had to chase after him it's why does she want to be with him though like he doesn't what? have money <laughs> like, what, got what no, is... yeah, he's, exactly he's got no money he does not he, he's going to struggle with that in the big city well she's the rich one Richard's not rich she's rich because her dad owns the paper she's the rich one she doesn't need money and that, that like two days in the outback that she sent spent with him is like enough for her to be like yeah i want to want to dump this guy i've been dating for who knows how long who proposed marriage <laughs> to me <laughs> because this guy pulled out a knife on a on a uh, a mugger who was trying to steal our money oh that wasn't michael jackson <laughs> nah, seems like everyone in these in these 80s movies, everyone had that michael jackson thriller outfit oh no no it was like rockwell oh. more than michael jackson if you know Rockwell, Rockwell. <laughs> and just like Rockwell, nobody was watching them, it was all in their heads or listening either. <laughs> it was all just heads. the part where Michael Jackson sings in that song, yeah, yeah, that's the good part. The rest is just garbage. Everybody just thought it was a, a Michael Jackson tune, so and, gee, well, Michael sounds out of tune on this. Oh, now he's better off in the chorus. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> that's what happens when you're married to whatever. Rockwell was married to was it Janet Jackson at the time? I think Latoya. No, wasn't wasn't his dad Barry Gordy? Or, oh, yeah. was that what it was? Okay. Yeah, I, I think his dad owned the label. Ah, oh, well, that would explain that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. You will be singing on this song, Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he enjoys a long gander at the anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, let's get to, uh, so they're doing all the fish out of water jokes. She brings him up to his hotel room. You know, he sees the I Love Lucy on TV and sees the bidet. I've never used a bidet. And I think I've only stayed. That is too much information, Eric. (laughs) What? Too much that I've never used a bidet? Your cleansing habits are... (laughs) (laughs) I think I've only even stayed at one hotel that even had a bidet. 
I don't okay. think I've I don't think I've ever personally seen one uh, in in real life. See now where that joke would have been really good was not to say, "Hey, what's this?" They should have got Hogan to drink straight out of it, thinking it was a <laughs> drinking fountain. Yeah, that would have yeah. been funnier. Either that or he dukes in that. Well, yeah. <laughs> and when they're in Australia, all the amount of bush jokes they could have made, man, they went wasted. I could have written that script at fourteen, made it a lot funnier. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I was surprised at how few actual jokes are in this. It's so, it's so like straightforward and just situational comedy. And it's like you could have done so much more with this this situation to, to oh, make but it that, funny. But, but Brett, they'll go for the uh, the uh, PG rating. They want that broader audience appeal. I mean, these could have been a, an R rated comedy, and would have been a lot funnier. Well, even getting the PG thirteen, I think they could have gotten a lot funnier. Even under a PG rating, I think they could have they could have done more with it. Just back to, in eighty six. Well, like you don't have to do like a bunch of like sex and uh, swearing and stuff, but like you could do a lot more like slapstick and and just other kinds of jokes that you know. Yeah, they they, they kind of left a lot of stuff on the table. Like you mentioned, like he could have drank out of the bidet. Like that's you could put that in a PG movie. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it would have been funnier than him just be like, "Oh, it's to wash your ass with." Like shouting out the window, like, "Okay, like, <laughs> okay." It's really more information than a joke. So, <laughs> it's like, what is it? Yeah, just... this was the second biggest hit of 1986 in the U.S. So I'm actually surprised you saw it on VHS and didn't see it in the theaters too, since it was like a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, but there was such a wealth of good movies. Well, I wouldn't say good, but a wealth of movies at the time. And films played in the theater back then from you know at least two or three months. Yeah. You always catch up on something, and um, so you probably just went to Top Gun three times instead no. of going to this. Oh, no, 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 you don't no. like Top Gun? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, I fucking love it. Well, they, no. they ran the trailer for Top Gun 2 uh, before The Godfather the other day, and I was, I was pumped up for it, man. Oh, on yeah. the Dolby screen, fuck. you get to hear Val Kilmer. Dolby Atmos with his what they call it voice box thing. <laughs> Did he make? I don't know if he made it to the sequel. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll see what it. Maybe that's a surprise they're, they're saying. He's things. in it. Is, Is he? he? He's in it. I think it's just a scene where he's in like a hospital on a hospital bed. Oh my god! I got the maid. The maid. <laughs> can he even do the? Can he even do the teeth thing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, like, does he have a lower jaw still? Well, he he, he he can't snap it like he used to. That's for sure. Yeah, I watched that Val documentary. It was really good. Yeah, the best Val Kilmer film I've seen, I think, in the last twenty years was um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I really enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, he's great yeah. in MacGruber too. Oh, that yeah, that was okay. That one, yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah. all right. Eric loves MacGruber. You've been oh, watching the, the show it. on uh, Peacock. Yeah, uh, yeah, I watched it. It's pretty yeah, good. I, <laughs> I hate Peacock. <laughs> yeah, their app does suck. It always crashes. So bad. It isn't that the uh, channel of the monsters is going to. <laughs> Rob Zombie's The Monsters is going straight to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's universal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, been a while since I mentioned that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the cast. 
They, they announced the cast a few months ago. I haven't seen any updates in a while, though. Zombies hard at work in uh, the Ukraine filming this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, speaking of Ukraine, I saw an actual headline that said, canceled comedian Louis C.K. will uh, go on with scheduled comedy performance in war-torn Ukraine. Or uh, Kiev. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brett, it's Kiev. Whatever. They pronounce it Kiev. All of a sudden, it's spelled different and it's not Kiev, it's Kiev. Like, can yeah. we Americanize it again? Like, <laughs> I feel bad because I haven't changed my uh, Twitter profile picture to the, the Ukraine flag yet. No. Haven't? I haven't done my part. Did you retweet that stupid Annalyn McCord's? <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't even sit more. through it. I I, I started. I tried to watch the video like two or three times, and I got like two seconds in. And like yeah, as soon as she started talking, I was done. That's bipolarity. Bipolar. Oh fuck! What a maniac! But yeah, Oof. that chick looks old as well. She she's thirty four. She looks like she's in her mid forties. Did she? Didn't she do stuff in the nineties? No, she was in nine hundred two one zero in the reboot, not the. I must be thinking one. of somebody else. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Mick exploring the city, going out drinking at the booze. Okay. The word booze is a thing that's used, a term that's used in America, right? Booze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how could that guy not equate the term booze and booze as? Well, he thought it was the name of the actual bar. And he's like, I don't think I've heard of that one, like the place called the boozer. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I'll give it a pass. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He thought he was giving him a, an actual location, mm-hmm. not just a, a general. Like, hey, take me to any place to drink. Yeah, it's like uh, you, you go in a cab and say, "Take me to the local pisser," and I'll just take you okay. to the nearest pub. Yeah. Then, no, I'm not, I'm not putting down your black widow spider, but the funnel web spider can kill a man in eight seconds. Just by looking at him. <laughs> of course, the real danger down there is the sharks, though. The big ones, you know, like Jules. I caught one down there about three weeks ago. Cut it open. You know what we found inside it? Three Filipino fishermen. Still in their boat. <laughs> hey, Buzzy, come on over and meet this guy from Australia. Hey, my man, what's happening? Uh, where? What's going down, bro? Going down. Oh, yeah, just blowing the froth off a couple. All right. Hang loose, my man. Flat out like a lizard drinker. Say what? What? (laughs) (laughs) He's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Where's home, sweetie? Just around the corner. I have a little place where I live all by my lonesome. Not now. Most of the time, that is. Oh. 
Must, uh, must get a bit lonely, eh? Anchor for a bit of uh, mild company. Do I ever? Uh, excuse me, Gwendolyn. Don't go away, love. So yeah, he uh, he uh, strikes up a conversation with a lovely, a fetching young woman at the at the bar. Turns out to not be a woman. Am I allowed to say this is maybe the the funniest scene in the movie? <laughs> it's a fact. Well, you know, they couldn't well, make it like this today. <laughs> You're a turf. That's what you are. <laughs> turf. You're a JKR turf, is what you are. You better than Adele or JK Rowling. Shame on you, man. <laughs> I don't even like Harry Potter. <laughs> he tried to, I mean, he must be rich and famous because, I mean, they just kind of let him, uh, you know, like Trump. What? <laughs> 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 they try to grab her right by the pussy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, I, that had to be explained to me uh, as a young child seeing this. And I, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think they were able to. At, I was such a young age, didn't really know what was going on. Like, what's he reaching for? <laughs> <laughs> and then you watch Just Kindergarten the- Cop, and it all made sense. We'll listen to an yeah. anti-guys clay album. <laughs> that looks like <laughs> yeah. Hey, what is in there? You got a cock or a box? Uh, what is it? <laughs> uh Kindergarten Cop, another movie that uh from my youth. Man, that we might have watched that more than any other movie. I was always oh, on really? TV constantly. Been watching Mother Jugs and Speed more than kindergarten. <laughs> I was too busy watching the Cosby show and ghost day. Oh, really? <laughs> there was a, there's a cable network uh, in America here that never stopped showing Cosby show reruns, even after he was convicted. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the host of their news program is in this, uh, this Cosby documentary on Showtime talking about how Cosby is such a scumbag, <laughs> but his network was just running like, Four hour blocks of Cosby every day. That's fine. <laughs> they paid a lot of money for those rights, and damn it, they're going to use them. Like, man, one of the highest rated shows of all time, and the the syndication fees are just minuscule. We we'd be stupid not to run this. <laughs> and we're the only channel that has it. <laughs> they got to come to us now. You can see the Cosby Show right here. Bill, ah, who cares? It's still a good show. It was literally on like four or five hours every day. Like, like they would just run like ten in a row. That's just trolling. <laughs> That's all it was at that time. It was just a troll. It was like probably run by Fred Durst. That channel. Well, it's TV One, which is like BET Two. So it's oh it was, really? Yeah. So tell me, BET run the Cosby Show, huh? During all that, no. Not uh-huh. BET, but TV One, which is the other uh-huh. black cable network. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember watching when I was in um, 
America and Boston in 2015. I was watching the BT channel Garrow. It was probably the, it was like the most surreal <laughs> experience of my life. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, Garrow on MMC anytime in the near future? Yes. Uh, he'll Is be there back. one in the can? He's, uh, he's no, in? not in the can. Garrow's yeah. used sparingly because what he he's, he gives about 10 episodes worth of, inf- of uh, joy out of one episode so well then i know it's just an editing nightmare every time you have him on <laughs> yeah uh, interesting now that we're doing video whether he'll jump on for video i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not sure but there but, no no he's he's not uh ostracized he's he's coming back i promise you speaking of bet though did you did you see that karen movie that came out last year no i <laughs> It was, they advertised it like it was going to be in theaters, but it was on BET. And uh, oh, it's so bad. It was, it was just awful. I it was just called you. Karen, wasn't it? It was called Karen. And it was about a woman named Karen who had black neighbors and she had a problem with it. And she was like a secret <laughs> Nazi or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> she had like Confederate flags in her bathroom or yeah, something. Yeah, a, a Trump 2020. You know, placard in her window or a stick <laughs> on her car. It was so so bad, so lazily written. Yeah, like the hunt, that piece of shit. Oh, I love the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was all right. No thanks. No pass. Okay, so we can start to wrap up uh, the story. There's obviously there's more gags of you know fish out of water in New York. What are they? I can't well, find them. Where's the where's the there's the hooker one? Yep. He's making a bit of progress with the hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh are you single ladies? What's what's the joke? He doesn't get what hookers are. <laughs> he doesn't understand prostitution. <laughs> That was um, the joke. They don't have prostitution in Australia. It's so dumbed down. It's just, it's just. He's trying to figure out what tribe Reginald Bell Johnson's from. <laughs> hey, thanks for lift, mate. No problem. What tribe are you, Gus? Tribe. And I ain't from no tribe. You're a black fella, aren't you? Last time I looked. Well, no one in our tribe's got a flash car like this. You must be doing all right, eh? That was kind of racist, though. He's like, you're black, aren't you? <laughs> like, you must be from a tribe. That would be the only time I would try and cancel anything is cancel this fucking movie. <laughs> it's from the Harlem Warlords. That's why he was able to do the uh, the boomerang with the spoiler on the camera. Oh, my like, God, uh, at the end. <laughs> And can we talk about uh, where Mick Dundee throws that, what is it, a can of food or something at yeah. that guy who's 150 meters away? And it just managed, can to, of soup? managed to do the, mag, the JFK magic ball around everybody, <laughs> hit this guy in the head. No, thanks. Yeah, he was weaving through traffic and he, he caught him square in the head, running away from him. Got so lazy towards the end. Regular quarterback, none of this Australian rules football bullshit. Nah, nah. Well, the he's from wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be Australian rules where Paul Hogan's from anyway. It'd be 
rugby league. Different areas, different territories, they're different sports that are the main ones. Here in I Melbourne, see. it's Aussie rules. Mm. Yeah. It's not like America where you've got your American football. And that's it. It's countrywide, you know. Over here, different different yeah. territories like New South Wales, Queensland, it's all about rugby league. Over here in Melbourne, Western Australia, uh, South Australia, it's Aussie rules. So it's a regional thing. I mean, we do have our own team here in rugby league and they're very popular, but it's not the main sport, not the main football sport. Okay. So, yeah. Hmm. Just trying to give some background to what Australia's like. And Hey, that's why we have you on here. Give us that Australian insight. All right. Not just here to bash hope. Like how bad his plastic <laughs> surgery these days is. <laughs> Let's talk about that uh, the party he goes to. Where he helps the gentleman with his cold. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't understand cocaine. <laughs> like, oh, Linda's just like, oh, it's a drug that just snuff. Like, which tells you she's done it before. She's <laughs> she probably got a big baggie in her purse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to offer him some. Nah. <laughs> I like that dress that she was wearing, that red dress. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're not going to convince two. Once we saw the ass, the rest was just like, okay, she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a, a callback to the trans uh, joke from earlier because uh, was that <laughs> actually a woman? Like, I I thought that they uh, they put a dude in a dress to make it funnier. But I didn't look at the, uh, the credits to see if that was a woman or a man. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I mean, judging by the scene, he li- literally just grabs her by the pussy. <laughs> he's, he says, just making sure. But yeah, the gender was a bit ambiguous. Hang on. So Hogan grabbed, because I, I was distracted by something anyway. during that. He grabs, grabs her, says, just making sure. Yeah. So how many, how many trainees are in the outback? I'm guessing none. So how would he know this sort of thing? No, it's, it's a callback to the, for when he did it in the pub. Right. So he does in the pub, he grabs, well, he, he, th- he thinks he's grabbing, you know, uh, a vagina, but he's got a handful of junk and he's like, what the hell? You know, that, that's a man. That's a, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And then the, the joke at the party is that she looks like a man and she, her voice is, lower and a bit mannish and And he just wants to make sure that (laughs) that she's actually a woman so he just grabs her and and she's like "Ooh!" (laughs) but couldn't check the adam's apple obviously right (laughs) no there's only one way to check apparently all right Mm -hmm. all right so yeah uh, so richard proposes to her at a dinner party and so mick dundee and 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 the whole problem is that eric sorry is that she should have been ambiguous and, and looked shocked and said, oh, I don't know, just to give that sort of... You can't do that at a party in front of all your friends and family. Well, she didn't She didn't verbally respond, but she took the ring and she hugged them. Yeah. Well, that's pretty it much was, a sign. It was, it was heavily implied that she, she accepted, yeah. but uh, she probably thought it was ambiguous. Can we talk about before the party, the dogs, the scene with the dogs? He does the, the, the mind melt thing again. <laughs> and then as soon as they leave, the dogs start attacking uh, 
Reginald Bell Johnson because they're racist. Uh, <laughs> classic, classic trope in movies of the racist yeah. dog. <laughs> Dog's got white privilege. <laughs> they weren't even German uh, shepherds either. No. They're uh, they're what Rottweilers or something. Yeah, but uh, they're German dogs, aren't they? Rottweilers. I don't know where they're from. They might be. But yeah. uh but yeah, that's a classic trope of the racist dog. <laughs> <laughs> they probably say these days that that move is actually instilling white privilege or white uh supremacy into the dog's heads. <laughs> or go after that, you know, that black cab driver, black chauffeur, whatever he is. They did a good bit on uh, on Kirby enthusiasm. I forget which season it was, but there was a there's an episode where I don't know it was an acquaintance of Larry's had a German Shepherd, and Larry had a a suspicion that the dog was racist, and it it started charging that Larry because he's Jewish, and uh, he <laughs> he shouted German commands at it, or he yelled Heil Hitler or something, and the dog like sat at his engine because it was like an actual Nazi dog. <laughs> i gotta watch the new season I keep on forgetting it's out yeah so yeah so since um she's gonna get married to richard uh mick's gonna go walk about around the country i guess like kane and kung fu mm. go walk the earth like a bum walk the um, earth gone g'day mick dandy from australia who the hell does that with her on, on holiday i don't i've been <laughs> to america twice i've been to england i don't go yeah, hey, g'day. I'm from Australia. I don't do that. If people ask me where I'm from, I'll tell them, but I don't actively tell them. It's just, it's just, no. Does he do that at home, though? Like, that's, that's the, the joke. But he walks around like Paul Hogan from Australia. Like, the joke is at home, he greets everybody that he passes by, and they, you know, so yeah. he's got to do it in America because it'd be weird if he didn't. And then he gives his knife to the, uh, the doorman at the hotel. Like, uh, why, why didn't he take his knife with him? That's a good point. Yeah, I guess I I'm know. not sure. What, a, plot, a plot hole in this film? Who would have thought? <laughs> well, Stu, you said you'd never been to the Outback. No. West Central Minnesota, where I'm from, isn't necessarily the Outback, but it is pretty rural. If you fucking say it, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm out of here. Say what? Outback Steakhouse? No, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blaspheme like that on this on this. I, I went. I I will tell you though. I have been to the Outback Steakhouse in Fort Worth. I visited it with a friend of mine, <laughs> and he goes, "We've got it." He goes, "Stu, if anything, please can we just go in here? I want you to go check out the menu." I said, "All right, whatever, go." And there's uh, um, shrimp on the Barbie, uh, which we never say here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's well, all you do say things. Barbie. Because you've sent that to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to go out the back for a barbie, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> we don't call shrimp. We call them prawns. Okay. Oh. They're prawns. Not shrimp. Prawns on the barbie. We do have then. shrimp, but they're the tiny little things. Um, like you're having a shrimp cocktail. But anyway, it's confusing. But so I went to the Outback Steakhouse, and I'm looking for this menu. And the, the waitress comes over. I said to Rick, she's got to know my accent, surely. I said, excuse me. I said, do you, uh, do you realize that most of this stuff on here is not very Australian? She goes, uh-huh. I said, it's um, very unrepresentative. She goes, 
do you want something to eat? I said, no, thank you. Not here. <laughs> and Rich goes, oh, we better go because I can see something happening with you. And it's like, it is the most, don't, people don't go there. It is, it is like just ridiculous. It's so bad. It made me say like in, during a sentence, which I don't do at all, but it, it is utterly ridiculous that place. It is not. I think I've been there once or twice, maybe, but I just know around here, like they're just known for their blooming onions. Oh, that was one of the blooming onions. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's an American thing. There's an Outback Actually, Steakhouse five minutes from where I live. I go there once in a while. Do you? They got the sweet chuck, uh, sweet chuck of mine chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh, God. They got the chocolate thunder from down under, which sounds like what something that would have happened after you eat Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, pull up the pull up the menu. Let's just rip through this. <laughs> Why don't you pull it up quick? No, I was gonna All say because right. I'm from. I grew up on a farm from a rural area. All right. And around there, if you're driving down the road, there's no interstates or anything like that. It's there's gravel roads. There's highways, quote unquote, but they're usually not that busy. But anyways, if you're driving down a road and a car is passing you, most times. People will just wave at you saying hello. Right. Like that's not something that's common anywhere else other than a rural area. Okay. And that's why Mick Dundee's trying to say hi to fucking everybody he sees. <laughs> you will get that with a lot of country folk. Yeah. Country, they'll you know, just stop and wave and say hi. And city folk, no, it's just, it's not. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they got Outback Steakhouses in Australia. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs. God. So, so yeah, are they just but... called steakhouses? <laughs> no, Outback Steakhouse. That's what they're known as. Like this steak. It's a here steakhouse. <laughs> they got kookaburra wings. Oh, get out of here. You Gr- grilled yeah. shrimp on the barbie. Sydney shrooms. Oh, they got oh. one in okay. Oh shit. They had one in Melbourne, but it's actually Melbourne, Florida. Okay, thank God for that. Think of that. No. Gold Coast coconut shrimp. <laughs> uh, Victoria's filet mignon. Oh, okay, yeah. Outback center cut sirloin. Yeah. No. Didn't know. Melbourne, Melbourne porterhouse. Is there a lot of cattle grazing in Australia? Is it what, pardon me? Do you get like your beef from in Australia or do you have to import it? Oh no no it's it's locally produced stuff yeah okay. yeah yep um god if it was imported all of it it'd be a fortune it's expensive enough as it is at the moment yeah yeah there's a grilled chicken on the barbie okay so I can understand that Queensland chicken and shrimp pasta Alice okay. Springs chicken okay they're just taking names and adding shit to it with a two Woomba salmon. What is Toowoomba? Is that a is Toowoomba's that a place? in Queensland? It's an area part of Queensland. Toowoomba. Um, yeah, ridiculous. I look yeah. ridiculous. Most of these, they, they just take a location added to the name of the <laughs> the item. They have, yeah. It's like the Misfits, and I'm just grabbing sci-fi film titles and putting songs to them, and just you know, it's dumb. The Chocolate Thunder from Down Under is my favorite name of an item. We call that shit here. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like fucking diarrhea. Yeah. On the kids' menu, they have grilled cheese a roux. Oh. 
<laughs> or a boomerang cheeseburger. Or yeah, ma- he comes ma- to your table, you go straight back into the kitchen, get this shit out of here. <laughs> Macaroo and cheese. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's not a thing. Here. Mac and cheese is not a thing here in this country at all. Or Joey sirloin. <laughs> <laughs> or you can get a you can for dessert. You can get a spotted dog Sunday. What? Spotted dog? Well, like a Dalmatian Sunday? It's like just a chocolate Sunday. <laughs> that's all it is. It's a chocolate sundae with some whipped cream on it. That's about it. The rest of this is uh, well, speaking of this horrible menu. You know, I told you we did an episode a few years back on Wake and Fright. If you listen to it, I think you'll really enjoy it. But I, I, I will apologize ahead of time that uh, Alex Jones and I were both drinking Fosters as we uh, recorded that episode. <laughs> Do you notice what they were drinking at the beginning of this movie, Walter yeah. and Sue? Yeah. Fosters. I was under the impression that Fosters was not available in Australia. <laughs> it's not not so much not available, not wanted. So that's why we yeah. ship that shit overseas. And we go, look at this. This is our best beer. We export our best beer to you guys because we're that nice. No, fucking shit. We don't want it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I know you guys hate Fosters. So I was trying to get something that people liked, like Victorian Bitter, I hear is uh, quite good. But um, it's all right. I- yeah, that's about. All I could find was just stupid Fosters. Yeah. I, I would say if I was, like I said, I don't drink anymore, but the beer I liked a lot was Melbourne Bitter. Melbourne Bitter was nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Victoria Bitter is a bit too strong for my taste. but I mean, it's very popular here. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Asians love it, man. <laughs> Shit. I see them all kind of <laughs> bloody um, cases of fucking VB on the shoulder. God, but uh, <laughs> no, Melbourne Bitter is the one I like. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have a tough time finding um, uh, VB over there. You have to really get from a specialty place, I guess. You mean it's not in stock next to the Beer 30? It's probably next to the Colt 45s and all those. <laughs> when I was in college, all the liquor stores in the, in the town had, had a beer called Beer 30. And it was like a 30-pack for like, I don't know, like seven or eight bucks or something like that. It was like cheaper than pop. Strohs? No, it was beer 30, and the slogan was, it's always time for beer 30. It was like beer, Mm -hmm. colon 30, like the time was beer 30. Yeah. (laughs) I never bought it, but uh, we just see it all the time. It would come in a 30-pack, and it was (laughs) like... Worst beer beer I've ever had in my life was uh, three of them. One was a West Indian beer. It was shit. One was a Greek beer that was awful. And the worst one I ever had was... uh, for two weeks here, a company produced uh, Duff beer. Oh. Literally, the same one from The Simpsons until they got an injunction, uh, cease and desist. I thought, oh, Duff beer. I don't watch The Simpsons, I don't like it, but I thought, oh, I'll try it out. Oh, Art it imitating rancid. life. Yeah, it was rancid. So, did you guys have to send somebody over to the US to apologize for just like they had to send Bart over there to apologize for wasting no, all money for that long distance phone call? It got the cease and desist, and that was it. It was gone. You could never get it again. But um, I feel like there's that. a company that made an official Duff beer. Like, mm-hmm. There's a product tie-in for The Simpsons here, but I don't recall who this that was, was or what it was. was. This is not long after. This is about 94, 95. Very early on in The Simpsons sort of run. Oh, and Kiss's beer was shit as well. <laughs> Kiss's <laughs> beer. Yeah. Of course, they have a beer. They had one, yeah. 
That's what happens when Gene Simmons, who's a staunch non-drinker, puts out a beer and has no idea what it's like. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not good. It'd be quicker to, to rattle off all the things they didn't put their name on as opposed to the ones that they, they did endorse. They had a kiss toilet. I know that much. <laughs> um, I know they always bring up the kiss coffin. Yeah. But- and the kiss, con- the, kiss condoms. the kiss condoms and the kiss coffin where they say from the cradle to the grave we've got you covered which is like it's a cool slogan but it's dumb really right um well i don't know i can't think of much kiss headphones haven't been brought out <laughs> uh, are you using your uh kiss microphone right now no no not yet that's stored away you said it was an old one from 2010 i thought maybe <laughs> Uh, kids, kids, what, they weren't relevant in 2010, so. <laughs> when was his reality show on? Oh, boy. Family Jewels? Yeah, that was in the, the mid to late aughts, wasn't it? Yeah. Probably right around 2010. How he never got bloody caught out. Someone did put a clip of it on YouTube, real brief thing, where he was, uh, I think the car had broken down or something, and he was Jenkins with his, his son. And he got caught on a hot mic, hot mic saying that's what goims are for. <laughs> it's like the, the kid, the son goes, oh, why don't we fix the car? And Gene goes, oh, that's what goims are for. You know what a goim is, right? Jewish term for what again? For a non-Jewish a person? A non-Jew. Yeah. Non-Jew, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, which I was going to turn to a song, you know, that, that, that's what friends are for. Yeah, at, uh, <laughs> that's what goims are for. But never happened. <laughs> Let's get to your favorite part of the film, uh, the end. Oh, boy. <laughs> didn't work for you, huh? She, you didn't like oh, the I... village people relaying the messages back and forth? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Okay, she... first of all, the New York subway, would it really be that crowded? If it was, would it be that quiet? No. <laughs> That's why Number they had two. to have so many people <laughs> yell it in a chain. <laughs> right. It's a human telephone chain. Like Wolfie was saying, when he's or, or you, Eric, was saying, why is he climbing over people's heads if she's not going anywhere? What's the hurry? <laughs> right. He's not going nowhere. She's not going nowhere. She's waiting for him. Why can't you just move, you know, swan yourself self through people? Why are you walking on people's heads? Because love can't wait, Stu. True love can't wait. All those New Yorkers are just gonna stand there, let him walk on their fucking heads. Yeah, but the thing is, so God. love love should not include brain injuries either. So <laughs> Broken necks. <laughs> well, I, I thought the answer is even simpler than that. I, I thought people just could have moved slightly and let them just walk through, you know? Exactly. Just sneak by. Just, yeah, well, move back. Right. Move back. Half years, move forward. And look, the guy's not, not a big guy. He's a very thin guy. You know, yeah. Skip, like, we've all back. been at rock concerts before around the mosh pit. It's going to take yeah. a while, but you can get through there. And that's like I said, she ain't going nowhere. So. There's another opportunity to have some uh, some laughs. They could have had him fall down a couple times, you know, instead of like that would have been funnier than him just making it all the way to her, walking on everybody. Just have him fall down a couple times, get some laughs oh, could have in there on, at the end. He could have fallen on the tracks and then train came. <laughs> that would have been a better ending, but I don't know yeah, how the sequels. Is. They could have probably still done sequels. You just have him like wake up in the hospital in two years or whatever. Like Michael Myers, <laughs> can't be killed. <laughs> just in traction, you know. Just cut to a scene of him in traction in the uh, 
body cast at the hospital bed and she's at his bedside and then they you know you know they kiss or whatever and then that's the end of the movie and then the whole crowd cheers that's ridiculous when's it ever happen never in new york no less like people would be so pissed they wouldn't she care. loves you well they wouldn't care for sure but like the way that they did it and they they just like made it everybody's business like people would not be happy about that um Stu, you would have uh you should have watched this on the paramount plus app you would have loved it because as soon as he stood up and started like climbing on people it just cut off like the movie ended it went back to the, the like the movie screen huh? like you're done watching the movie like they just totally that app is almost as bad as peacock oh, it just cut it. off no credits no nothing just ended now, it would have been better had it just been the opening credits and it cut off. <laughs> <laughs> have to suffer through 90 minutes of shit. Because I was watching it with the uh, with the wife and she had never seen it before. So I was like, well, I, got, I guess I'll get the DVD out so you can watch the last two seconds. <laughs> Don't even let it freeze frame. Yeah. I hate those apps that like, as soon as the movie ends, they just like cut off the, the credits and go to the next thing. It's the stop piracy. That's why. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I had recorded it off of Apex, so I watched it that way. But yeah, they they did the freeze frame at the end, and then uh, the credits from there. So didn't stop for me, unfortunately. You just had to find out who the Rue shooter was, didn't you? you Gotta watch that credit <laughs> for that damn Rue shooter. Who was that? <laughs> who was that? Who was that Rockwell extra with the knife that was trying to mug that Mick Dundee guy? <laughs> Come on! So when, speaking of the Rue shooter, when he was doing the, the decoy, I couldn't tell. Was it supposed to be the dead kangaroo that he was holding up to, to yeah. be the decoy? Be like a live, meant to be like a live Rue with a shotgun, which is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But but was that just something he had like on hand? No, they'd already shot one or two. Was that one of the dead ones? You just Yeah, it was one up? of the dead ones. Because yeah, it, it looked one. like a fucking stuffed animal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like it looked fake as fuck. Well, it's yeah. probably stuff like the crocodile he came in with in the, to the uh, the bar at the start. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, for sure the prop was. I just didn't know, like in the sense of the movie, like in the movie itself, like the world of the movie. What was the? Uh, was that just something he had handy nearby, <laughs> or was he just like picking up corpses and uh, and stationing them? Uh, <laughs> as a decoy sounds like a friday the 13th movie it's just <laughs> dead rube corpse lying around oh man <laughs> but that ending is just holy shit it's bad all right let's rate this thing we'll do both rating systems so here of course the one that you're going to give it is asap because it's the best of the best and the next one down soonish then eventually Last resort and never. And then uh you guys and Midnight Movie Cowboys, you rate movies out of 10. Mm. So um what will you rate it in uh, both rating systems there, Stu? Right. Brace yourself. Our ratings <laughs> are never. Never. Never, ever, <laughs> never. And out of 10, honestly, it's zero. I I, I can't even you can't give it a, a point five for that uh, the swimsuit. Nope. nope. <laughs> Nothing. Why? Why am I going to bother? What's what's point five going to do? Zero. Honestly, it's just so bad. It's a it's unwatchable. 
I feel bad for Stu. We, we've had him on a couple times now, and he has hated both movies that we've <laughs> asked him to watch. Do you think I didn't think about that later? I thought, what am I doing with these guys? Why am I wasting my fucking time anymore? Nice guys, but why am I wasting my fucking time with these shit movies? I think if he comes back, we may need to let him pick a movie. <laughs> so that... So that uh... Like Takeaway, which I said to Eric, I, I think Takeaway would be a better one to watch for an Australian movie, for a Melbourne one. But, oh, I want to do Crocodile Dundee. Well, it's movies we watched in our youth. We're, we're so watch one your adult life and you'll see a much better and funnier movie than this shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. No, look, I just, <laughs> I was spared though. Cause I had this as a downloaded file and I had Crocodile Dundee too. I thought I'm going to chuck it on and see just how bad it is. But then I, I hit play and said, I was play. This file is corrupted. I thought, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. The first one wasn't. <laughs> oh, well all right uh brett uh what do you rate it uh i give it a uh, five out of ten and okay. uh it just misses the cut of eventually it's gonna be a, a last resort it's a last resort okay uh for me i'll give it an eventually eventually and out of 10 i'll give it a seven wow He's been speaking to John too long. <laughs> yeah, he gave it four stars out of five for Letterboxd. John's the Fred Durst of podcasting. He's just trolling like shit. That's no, he's not. You, you say that for everything, and then it's always not trolling. Because I can't believe it. I have, they have to be a troll, so I can't believe it. It's like it's really a low res and his love for Halloween kills. Yeah, it's a troll. <laughs> it can't be possible. But then again. Let's see here. I'll read you his review. <laughs> John Grace, four stars out of five, Crocodile Dundee. Still entertaining hybrid of Tarzan's New York Adventure, Preston Sergis and Continental Divide, but the sex is reversed. Had Hogan retired after this, he'd be a film legend. <laughs> fucking trolling. <laughs> he's, he's obviously doing that to know that I'm going to see it somewhere along the way and scream at him. Well, I had talked to him about this too. Because I told him that, you know, you were going to do it with this and that you were dreading it because you fucking hate it. But, um, yeah, he uh, he stood by it. He's keeping the charade up. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into a few fun facts here. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. The script was originally written by a midget and stolen. <laughs> So it says Crocodile Dundee 2 is rated PG after this was rated PG-13. Here's a fun fact. Yeah, I don't know why I just realized this now, but that's <laughs> Danny Aiello in the subway. I don't know why I just thought of that. There's a tidbit about it. But oh yeah, that is Danny Aiello in the subway. <laughs> I don't even notice. With the hard hat. He was one of the relays. He was the one that wasn't the black dude that looked like Mr. T. <laughs> Oh, he can do a, do a Trudeau and <laughs> cook himself up. <laughs> oh, that was Danny Ayala, really? I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, I missed it. I didn't see, or I didn't notice either. Stu's got egg on his face because it says here Paul Hogan really did walk around saying good day to New Yorkers during his first trip to Manhattan. Yeah, because he's in character, but I'm talking about general, real Australian people don't do that. <laughs> So, Tell me if they're 
from the outback. I'm sure it's similar to rural communities around here. Everyone's waving. Yeah, yeah probably like <laughs> saying the hello. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. In 2016, it was rumored that the film would be rebooted and that the actor Chris Hemsworth was going to step into Paul Hogan's oh, shoes. There was a, a fake trailer that ran around a couple of years ago that, and I said, oh, no. <laughs> do you remember, guys ever see that fake trailer? Yeah, I do. I think that was the uh, that Australia tourism board thing that I mentioned earlier, wasn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah. Tourism Australia, Dundee, the son of a legend returns home from 2018. Career killer right there doing that shit. I wouldn't have done that. Okay, here's another one. Michael Hutchins and other members of NXS invested in the movie to help reduce paying more tax in Australia. That's why he fucking hung himself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> however, the film, however, the film's success meant they made millions. They also provided a song, A Different World, for the soundtrack. I didn't even notice that they were on the soundtrack. Yeah, I thought nah. the soundtrack was lacking. They could have used some. Was, was it in the movie or was it just on the soundtrack album? So I'm not sure. I, I, I was guessing it would. It was at that party scene with the cocaine. Because they had that some was pop music Man, there. Uh, but maybe. That's mental as anything. That's not in excess. No, that was mental as anything. Not a very, very popular band. Like them a lot more than in excess, so I don't care for it at all. So, yeah. I didn't hear any excess in there at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice. Didn't hear the sound of a belt going around someone's fucking neck. <laughs> Did they ever make their comeback after their reality show where they uh, where they got the new singer? That was a TV op. That's all it was. My favorite thing about that is so they had the the TV show was Rockstar in excess, and then they did the the second season Rockstar Supernova. Oh, that was awful. And it was the. Uh, the super group with uh, like Dave Tommy Lee, and Jason Tommy Jason Lee, Day. and all them guys, and that like I from thought. episode one, you knew who was going to be the winner, but like they they had this fake uh, conflict between like Dave Mustaine and the guy who was going to win, but like they didn't clear the copyright on the band name Supernova, so they had to put out their first album as Rockstar Supernova. Yeah. <laughs> check your two dollar bin, folks. You'll um, find many copies of it in there. I'm sure. All eight copies that got sold. I that have it. I think I downloaded it though. I don't think I paid for it. It's not bad. Their their one album that they did. <laughs> like Tommy Lee's Methods of Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about that one, but oh, I, I do like a, quite a few of those songs on the the one album they made. Rock you don't Super. Like, you don't like Tommy Lee as a rapper? No. I don't think I've heard it. So oh, I. Don't. I it doesn't sound very good. It's not good. <laughs> we had the dreadlocks and the uh, oof. Uh, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Some lean times for Tommy Lee uh, in the post Motley era. Here's another fun fact this film is the fifth most watched film to be broadcast on British television when it was shown on BBC One on December 25th, 89. It attracted 21.75 million viewers. It is also the most watched film to be, ever be shown on the BBC as the four films with the most viewership, Live and Let Die, Jaws, Spy Loved Me, and Diamonds Are Forever were shown on ITV. But yeah, that almost 22 million people, that's like damn near the whole country. Yeah, pretty much. In the 80s? Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have been 22 million people in. We'd have been 
under 20. 20. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of people. They're probably all drunk in their chair. I don't see it's in the UK, but I'm saying, yeah, uh, they're probably all drunk in their chair. So I <laughs> just like to channel on and therefore classes a, a person watching it. Probably played after the football or something. They said, I'm not changing this, I can't be bothered. We'll leave it on. That's that's how CBS became America's most watched network. They run uh, the Wheel of Fortune and then uh, the old people fall asleep and it just stays on the rest of the night. So their their demo skews really old, but they get they got the most viewers. That's like when they say CNN's the most watched news network, yeah, because they broadcast in the fucking airport. So <laughs> got their contract. They're they're contractually obligated to be the, the most watched network. <laughs> uh, oh, the most the, incredible, just the most watched. All right, back to the the trivia here. The quotes around crocodile in the title were added for uh, the American release to ensure people didn't think that Dundee was a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. That sounds legit, right? <laughs> like like Americans would think that he's an actual crocodile if they didn't put quotes around the, the title. <laughs> would have been good. That way they could have put the end of the credits, the motorhead song Love Me Like a Reptile. <laughs> this would have made sense. <laughs> Probably would have been a funnier movie if it was an actual crocodile, though. <laughs> would have been funnier if Lemmy was actually crocodile dundee. <laughs> if I would have watched it then. <laughs> uh, that water buffalo that Mick Dundee pacified was drugged. Go figure. Peter, Peter are listening, are they? <laughs> Get onto it, Peter. Get onto our hugs. Cancel him. <laughs> Must have been drugged by Bill Cosby, I think, that before. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll do it for fun facts. Stu gave us plenty of fun facts. Yeah. I'm always a wealth of information. Well, some people think they're fun. Especially with that uh, the little writing team that was involved for this film. <laughs> Yeah, very little <laughs> um, little in stature little in credibility as well <laughs> uh Stu, thank you so much for uh suffering through crocodile dundee that's all right. um why don't you uh give us your plugs here tell us about what's coming up on the, on the show midnight movie cowboys podcast all right well as the point of time this recording we just finally dropped a new episode which has been about two weeks too late but doesn't matter Life goes on, uh, which was Carry On Cowboy. And we uh, have got two more recorded, one more to do. I believe it's tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, getting on to the, uh, the weekly schedule. And then, obviously, Hunter will be going missing for a few months in June. So it'll just be John and I running the show for a while. What's Hunter going off to? Is he having a kid or something? He's going to be a father. Yeah, he's having a kid, first kid. Him and his wife, so uh, yeah, be interesting to just jump. But the, the, the most obscure shit with John and I be like, oh, uh, this week we're going to be reviewing the uh, Mr. Olympia contest in September, most likely. <laughs> we probably will. Like we'll be watching the Olympia and going, oh, we'll do like two views, four listens, maybe. But who cares? John mm-hmm. and I like the uh, like the Mr. Olympia. Oh, I suppose uh, now is is as good as time as any to announce that mm-hmm. uh, I myself am going to be become a father and uh, late July as it stands. Oh, now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, congratulations. Well, thank oh. you. Oh, wow. First time. Yep. First, first time. time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm sure that will cut into my uh, podcast time for a couple of months there, but um, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll put a bunch in the can so I can release them during August and September. Oh, we'll yeah. just we'll we'll make for a while and come over with us, mate. We'll there you go. For... <laughs> sure. We can um, do Norbit. No, no holds <laughs> Nobody also do Norbit. Yeah, we did No Holds Barred. The British dudes that uh, were on uh, two episodes ago that we were talking about earlier. I, I asked them to do Norbit and they did Norbit and they liked it. Mm-hmm. Norbit's fun. I, I enjoy it actually. I've still got the HD DVD of it. Oh, Not the DVD or the Blu-ray, the HD DVD of it. So. Collector's item right there. No, it's not. It's worth maybe two bucks. It's not collectible. <laughs> no, Brett will buy it for, for nobody. 50. Nobody has an HD DVD player. That's the problem. Well, besides two. Yeah, I've still got one. I've still got my um, five disc of uh, Blade Runner. That DVD. Blade Runner on a HD DVD. Also got mm. the British 4K big box thingy of that. So, oh, and still got Black Christmas from 2006 on HDTV. Still, still not, still not got a Blu-ray release yet. That film, not that I know of. The remakes? Yeah, I never saw that one. The 06 right. one, not the 2019. Is, is it any good? The 06 one? Uh, heard it was trash. It's not as bad as the 09, the 2019 one. It can't the, be. I don't think anything woke, could be that bad. <laughs> woke Christmas wasn't that, but um, <laughs> it, it's not good. It's got like a some long-haired metal dude who's the living in his mother's basement. It's just a yeah. It's not good. Looks pretty with all the lights and shit, all the Christmas lights, but uh, it's okay. It's not great. It's not the first one. That's for damn sure. But um, plugs, yes. Um, so there's that. We've got episodes. Uh, MidnightMovieCowboys.com. YouTube, we're there now. You can see our rotten heads on there if you must. And Usual Haunts, Stitcher. Is Stitcher even a thing? I don't know. Oh, sure. Uh, I- it is? Stitcher, yeah. Yeah, that's still a thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stitcher, iTunes. Um, look around, you'll find us. We're there. And. Um, Yes, we will have Garrow back on soon. I think we've got. <laughs> He's definitely always safe for the new Rob Zombie film. That's a, every time there's a new Rob Zombie film, it's always done. And it's always done with Garrow. That's, <laughs> that's not. Uh, you know that damn that monsters one is just going to be the three of us and him, which mm-hmm. will well, be extra special because uh, I love the monsters dearly. But fuck Rob Zombie. There will be it. six episodes of John saying he's not going to do it, and then he'll be on it. <laughs> that will be there. <laughs> He knows he has no choice but the bit. He actually, yeah, you know, secretly John wants to do those things. He says he doesn't, but he's a liar. <laughs> he wants to do them. You know, I was thinking we were talking about John here. I was thinking it's too bad we we've done all, most of our favorite martial arts movies. He could have been on for like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Surf Ninjas. <laughs> yeah, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Mm, I don't know if we, we could. Any uh... other martial arts movies we, we can do. bring him back for beverly hills ninja that's what we'll do <laughs> oh seriously if you get that guy on for one of those obscure hong kong chinese martial art that guy will blow your mind what he knows it's mm-hmm. insane i have no idea who he's talking about it's like uh you know oliver fong and there's like, i don't know who the fuck this guy is but he seems to know and who's oliver fong oliver fong john ah he made uh 84 films <laughs> in three years <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, he made another 160 films in two years in Taiwan. I was like, oh, okay, no worries. No, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh, okay, that's cool. Well, good on you. Had lunch with him twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, lunch with him too. Yeah. Back in '98, we ate lunch. You know, he knows where he went and what oh, time and what everybody cool. ordered. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, when did you first see uh, Black Christmas? Oh, March fourth, nineteen eighty-one, in Jackson, Mississippi. It was on this channel. <laughs> how the fuck do you know these things? You like, how do you know these things? You, you uh, savant. That's what you thought. Just off the top of head, too. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'd be so out of my depth talking about any of that obscure hong kong and uh just any asian martial oh, I, arts I love, stuff i love doing them i love doing them yeah why well, I, I can just say oh tell me about this guy listen to some old episodes i've done with him i don't tell me about the, and he'll just rattle on it's like cool i can go pick the kids up from school come back that's happened before he's just kept rattling. i literally went and picked the kids up from school and he was still talking my god <laughs> he has a, a memory like mary lou henner you ever heard her talk Oh, she she knows um days and dates and yeah yeah you give her any date from like once she turned like five years old she remembers every day what day of the week it was what she did that day you just say oh yeah. what what about January fourth nineteen seventy nine well it was a Tuesday uh, that day I had an audition for this and this and I went to lunch with this person and it's like Jesus smart she's been studied along with a couple other people that have this strange like affliction or superpower basically <laughs> like yeah it's essentially the superhuman memory smart sexy unbelievably fucking sexy and a redhead i mean god mm-hmm. i just <laughs> sing god <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right yeah. well thanks again Stu. i guess we'll uh we'll wrap it yeah. up here brett why don't you tell the folks at home and then get some some lovely merchandise that possibly Stu will get in the future yeah, where's yeah. my fucking free t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> you can check out WCM watch this movie.creator-spring.com. Uh we ship to America. They ship to America and the UK or Europe. I don't think they ship to Australia, but you can check it out and see if they will. They ship everywhere in the world but Antigua and Australia <laughs> and fucking um and uh Chile probably. So I don't know, but uh I, if you want something on there, check it out and uh, let us know, I guess, too. And uh, we'll see if we can get it to you. Because uh, obviously, we appreciate you having or uh, oh, taking the I'm time. Only, I'm, only kidding about, I'm only kidding about it. I'm <laughs> just chain to my arm, see how far I can go before you go. Yeah, well, you this way, we could advertise on your show. But when you wear the shirt, I, I, when you're I told whipping out I your said, junk. I'll, I'll wear it. Yeah. I'll wear it on the show. And, uh, we can send you a uh, head sheriff in charge T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a ton of designs though, but it, I mean, if you want to go pick out a design, we can uh, we can see if we can make that happen. Oh, sound like a sponger now. So give me free shit. I want free shit. Yeah, uh, it's all good. There's a there's a drawing I did of Rasputia holding up her gut, and it says, "Of course, I'm wearing bottoms." You can get one of those. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know, you should get you know, get one of Linda Kozlowski's ass, and put the logo up the top, and put it and say down below, "What was the name of the podcast again?" <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like those chicks and they had this T-shirt that says, stop staring at my tits. Or what's the other one? Oh, my face is up here. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Fine. Well, on that note, you can reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or bread at PositivelyWolf1. And please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you're off my case. (gasps) That was a guy. Guy dressed up like a shaler. Look at that. Where are you on you, you pack of bastards? Hey. Ah.